Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news and sometimes interviews. This is episode 59, recorded July 17th, 2021. I'm your host, Charles Current. In today's episode, Keyline acquires Jet, Houdini may be coming to Walmart, Locksmith Imposter, Locksmith offers free spare keys, first pick of the Opnus Memelis, Lock Camp tickets available, two more black belt pickers, learning to impression, kinky locksmith story, the cleaning fairy, lock picking criminals, criminal locksmith, sales, and giveaways. You can find the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. If you don't already have a podcasting app, you can find a podcasting 2.0 compatible app at newpodcastapps.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. YouTube and some apps limit the length of show notes and my ability to post links, but you can always find full show notes with all the links at thelocksportscast.com. You can find video clips of some of the stories discussed on our YouTube Clips channel. Link will be in the show notes. Uh, and I'm a little behind on that because I've been busy, so I haven't created clips of the last couple episodes. I apologize. I will try to get those out as soon as possible. And just a reminder to please vote for the Lock Sportscast in the People's Choice Podcast Awards at podcastawards.com. We have until July 31st to get those votes in. I would really appreciate any support you can show me. And also, the Lockie Awards Art Contest, I've only had one submission so far and one other person who was potentially interested in submitting something. So, if you're at all interested in winning one of my logo locks and a $20 gift code for hooligankeys.com and a list as a sponsorship on the Lockie Awards this year, if you have any artistic talent whatsoever, I would really appreciate the, uh, the help. I'm kind of a, even if you don't have great artistic talent, but you have an interesting idea, um, submit it and maybe I can fill it out or have somebody else help me fill it out into a finished product. But I'm looking for ideas because I just don't have any. My uh, creativity is burned out. First up in the news this week, a couple of people shared a press release that says Keyline acquires Jet. Exciting news in the world of keys. It reads, after decades of collaboration, Keyline USA, a Bianchi Bianchi 1770 group company, will be joining forces with Jet to better focus on our long-term goals of offering the finest in locksmith products. With this strategic partnership, Jet will begin migrating the metal key blank production to Keyline's state-of-the-art facility in Italy. And over the next few months, we will be reviewing the key blank offerings to determine how best to continue serving the locksmith and security market. And in other news, Protexol, a Pearl River company, is hoping a recent Walmart pitch event will help spread the word about a product it has sold for 40 years. For decades, the product called Houdini Lock Lube has been sold primarily to locksmiths trying to loosen sticky locks. But the metal lubricant may soon be available to a much wider customer base after it was selected as a finalist of the Walmart U.S. Manufacturing Product Open Call Pitch Event. The finalists are now in talks with Walmart to determine when and where their products will hit stores. On June 30th, nearly 1,000 small and medium-sized businesses pitched shelf-ready products for a second annual competition. Protexol Products, Inc., the manufacturer of Houdini Lock Lube, was among 
167 small to medium-sized businesses chosen as finalists, Walmart said in a news release. Protexol and Walmart have until November to finalize paperwork and other requirements before Walmart will officially submit an order. In discussions, Walmart had indicated they will feature Houdini lock lube in a side display in April and June, as well as possibly on shelves. Mark Alman, Alman, the president and chief executive officer of Protexol, hopes to have Houdini lock lube stocked in most of the more than 3,000 Walmart supercenters around the country. Next up, we have a locksmith imposter out of Glen Rock, New Jersey. The Glen Rock police blotter said, uh, A Glen Rock woman reported that she had done an internet search for a locksmith with whom she sought to contract with for work at her home. Shortly after, she received a call from a purported representative of the locksmith asking that she communicate with him over WhatsApp, which she did. Following this, a person showed up at her home driving a vehicle with a New Hampshire registration, assessing the work that needed to be done, but told the resident that he would have to leave the home to purchase the necessary locks and come back. While this individual was gone, an actual representative of the locksmith company she contracted with showed up at the residence. The matter has been referred to the Detective Bureau for review. Just something to be aware of in case you're in the market for a locksmith or you are a locksmith, especially in that area. You might want to be on the lookout for imposters. Out of Raymer, Tennessee, local locksmith to offer free spare keys to parents. They say one of the worst fears a parent can have is locking a child in a car. Hollingsworth Locksmith Service is offering free spare keys to make sure every parent doesn't have to live that nightmare. Owner Philip Hollingsworth says, Several years ago, I got a few phone calls to go out, and it happens normally about from June through August, September. You get a phone call where you're, where the parent or guardian or mother most of the time calls, and she's in a panic mode and says, Hey, can you come unlock a vehicle for me? I have a child locked in the vehicle. After countless emergency calls during the summer months, prompting Hollingsworth to sometimes rush to shave a child, he got the idea to offer free spare key instead to hopefully, hopefully prevent this situation from happening in the first place. He said, I'd rather do it that way. Calm, safe, easy, give a key away. It helps them, helps us, and everybody's happy, and it might just save the life of a child. He says, not as many people take advantage of his free opportunity as he wishes would. He says, it's as simple as driving up, showing you have a kid and a car seat in the car, and the key is yours. It's 100% free. I don't care what make, what model. We're going to make it happen so that you have an auxiliary entry tool or device, a key to get in that vehicle. If you're not sure where to place a spare key within easy access to your car, then they can help you with that. Also, he says, Hollingsworth says they've had close call emergency situations that are unforgettable. He says, you don't forget those, and that child was hot, that child was wet and red. I was alarmed by that one. It's a terrible scene. You're just not going to want to be part of that, and if we can help offset that, one, two, ten, a hundred of them, how much better off would we be as a community? He says he's going to offer the free service through September at both the Savannah and Raymer locations. So, good on you. Good way to look out for your community. And I'm sure it also helps to build some goodwill. In community news, CKX put up a YouTube video called World's First Optimus Memelis Picked and Partially Gutted. 
The description to the video says, I would say that the Memless is to the MMX is what the PR is to the U9, except the difficulty of construction on the inside stays the same in the case of the Opnus locks. The Memless only adds more difficulty by forcing you to pick with a flag and causing, at least for me, a more difficult tension setup by adding a more difficult keyway. Tolerances stay exceptional with the Memless, in particular forcing me to pick certain levers upwards of 10 times sometimes. So, very well done. Another first pick. And congratulations to Lockpicking Patrolman for completing his first week as a locksmith. His Saturday Live this week was The First Week is Over, where he talks about his first week as a locksmith, a professional locksmith. Congratulations. Hope many more successful weeks to come. Some other videos I enjoyed watching this week. The first was last week's Saturday Live with Starry Lock. Lockpicking Patrolman and Starrylock had a good talk, including how Starrylock got started in Locksport, and of course, some postal lock information. If you haven't already, uh, be sure to check out Starrylock's video series on postal locks. He has an amazing collection and shares a lot of information about postal locks. Love that series. I don't get to watch it nearly as much as I would like to, but I'm going to try and catch up here when I get a free moment. And also, Locknoob put up a video, Superb Age Pin in pin in pin lock picked. He says, I really wanted one of these little locks as soon as I first saw one. Rubber Band sent me one recently, so I'm super lucky. And I'm only mentioning this because I love these locks with unique mechanisms. That's what I'm trying to do in my collection is collect a whole bunch of different locks with different unique mechanisms. So every time I see one of these, it makes me want to buy a new lock. And in meetups, Lock Camp tickets are available. The description for what Lock Camp is here from their website. To share the great outdoors and skills of lock sport in a friendly and safe environment for everyone involved, we have one rule, don't be a jerk. If you are one, you may be asked to leave and not return to another Lock Camp or any Bobcat Lock Sport sponsored event. Please treat your fellow lock sporter, lock picker, hackers, makers, etc. as you would want to be treated. The ticket cost is $100. The date and time, uh, Friday, November 12th, 2021, through Sunday, November 14th, 2021. Location is Lockhart State Park in 2012 State Park Road, Lockhart, Texas. So I will have a link to that in the show notes, as always. All right, and now on to learning to impression. So recently I decided to start learning impressioning. I've had some successes and some failures. I thought I would share just a quick quick synopsis of what my experience has been, as well as some resources that I used to help get started, just in case you're interested in learning as well. It's really quite fun uh, process to go through. Anyway, I have successfully impressioned four padlocks based on the Schlage keyway, because that's what key blanks I have at the moment. My first attempt was on an Avis 8345. However, that one was a complete failure. Why? Because I forgot to make sure it was a five-pin lock before trying to impression with a five-pin blank. Yeah, I'm that smart. (laughs) And that resulted in uh, two ruined blanks before I remembered to check the number of pins. Anyway, my second attempt resulted in a successful impression of an Avis 8355. Uh, the third attempt on an Almont rekey was even easier and faster. The fourth, another Abus, was successful, but I almost broke that key. It is 
slightly twisted at the shoulder, so it will have to be redone before I actually have a usable key on that one. The fifth was quite an eye-opener for me and, and quite a learning opportunity. It was my second Almont rekey. Uh, it was leaving very, very light marks at times. I ruined the first blank by being too aggressive with my filing, and I overshot a depth, and you can't really recover from that. The second blank snapped because I was being too heavy-handed trying to get a good mark I could see. So I used that key, filed a third blank to match that one, but just slightly shallower on the cuts, and started over and was finally able to successfully impression the lock. Um, so that's a quick summary of my journey so far. So I thought I would share some useful resources for any of you that might be interested. First off, on the Tool Australia website, we have a blog post called Impressioning Tools for Beginners by Error Buffer Overflow. The first little section I will read here is kind of a teaser for you to go over and check it out over there says, one of the things that inadvertently always comes up when talking about impressioning is tools. Honestly, I struggled with this part of getting started with impressioning, and in my own experience speaking to other people, it can be one of the most significant barriers to entry. I won't be talking about the best tool or all the tools you will need, but rather what tools I have found useful, and where I can, I will provide links and references to where you can buy them. So I recommend you go check out the article. Some of the tools they cover are files, light and magnifying glasses, toothbrush, spacing guides, calipers, and gaffer tape. Really a good resource for getting started. The next article is one that I shared last week called About Impressioning Handles DIY. A really useful article if you're thinking about making your own impressioning handle to save a little money. I personally used vice grips. They work, but I do find that there is a tendency to twist a little sideways, and it makes it easy to snap or bend the key blank. So something to keep in mind if you're going to try and do it with vice grips. Be very, very careful about how you're applying the tension. As far as technique, ways to learn technique, I found this video by Kokomo Lock, impressioning a forward ignition lock. Does a really, really good job of showing the marks very clearly that a pin tumbler lock will leave. So I recommend you watch that if you're at all interested in impressioning pin tumbler locks. Videos that actually helped me a lot were the videos by Rubber Band. So first we have the Lock Pickers United impressioning tutorial that Rubber Band did. In the description to that reads, in this video, Rubber Band shows us the art of impressioning, a skill that requires patience, attention to detail, and a little bit of time. Rubber Band does an excellent job of explaining the process, but even more so. What got me interested in impressioning and what gave me a lot of the tips that I used to get my first successful open was Rubber Band's live stream. He did an impressioning live stream. You can find it on his channel. Link will be in the show notes. The description of that reads, A long-winded video of me dragging a file across a key blank in hopes it does something eventually. Sometimes it does. One time it didn't. It's a very good look at what impressioning is really like. He's doing it real time on a live stream. He has a success. He has a failure. It's a great way to learn. A lot of tips he gives along the way as he's talking through what he's doing and answering questions for the live chat. So I really recommend watching that if you're interested in impressioning. Another video that just came out was Lockwood 232 Padlock Impressioned by Tepene. 
says, I've just started my journey down the impressioning road, so I thought a little four-pinner Lockwood 232 might be a good place to start. After one abandoned effort, I got a working key on my second attempt. Says, my takeaway from this is that removing too much metal results in a failure you can't recover from, and that is an excellent lesson. I'm pretty sure that most people who have ever attempted to do impression have made this mistake. You take a little too much metal off, and you're done. Um, you may not realize you're done at first, but you're done. You, you're not going to get an open. Anyway, good idea to just go really, really slow, a little bit at a time, especially if you don't have a gauge to judge what the depth cuts are for your particular brand of lock and key that you're working on. Slow and steady wins the race. I will provide links in the show notes for the uh, handle that rubber band use. Is. Uh, you can find that at digbylockandtool.com, link in the show notes. I will provide a link for the file that I use, which is uh, from hooligankeys.com, rubber band site. I bought it from him. It's a great file for impressioning. Uh, the magnification headband that I use, being able to see the marks is absolutely key to getting a working key. Uh, uh, pun not intended there. Anyway, it's absolutely a must that you see the marks clearly. If your eyes are as bad as mine are up close, you're going to need something to help you see. The magnification headband is really, really useful for me. It has multiple different ways, uh, levels of magnification you can get to. And also, uh, you don't have to take your hand off to pick up a magnifying glass. You don't have to have, have, to have a desk to sit at. So, really, really useful. I think it's a good idea. Um, I use those headbands for just about everything I have to do close-up, so. In Lockpickers United belts this week, we have two new purple belts. We have Chiswizard and Neotechna. Brown belts, we have Cross Thomas and the Tin Man 1986. And then we have two new black belt announcements. The first one reads, congratulations to Rune, our newest black belt. He picked the Asa Twin 6K and a goal 7. He was also instrumental in the formation of speed locks, impressioned a lock, and made a lock from scratch, which is arguably the hardest quest. Congrats on a job well done. We also have Let Us Congratulate Gravity Karma for having completed all requirements to wear the LPU black belt. He has demonstrated his ability to manipulate Group 2 dials and create some beautiful refined picks. To ensure it was a crowning achievement, he took it upon himself to be the first to pick the Mercy 10 lever on video, and picked his Kaba 20 twice, just to make sure he had a bulletproof pick and gut out of on camera. So congratulations to everyone. Very, very well done. For anyone not already familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, there are links in the show notes to the official page, as well as some videos that explain the system, if you're curious. Now it's time to take a quick break and say thank you to people that made this episode possible. First off, we have executive producer Bob B., who donated $50 again this month. Very, very, very generous. Really appreciate it. We have the Patreon subscribers, Bill N., Medler, Pandafog, Michael Gilchrist, Starrylock, Williams Brain, Dave 2 Be Deciphered, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, PH Picker, Three Raccoons in a Coat, Terrell, Patty Cakes, Mog, John Locke, and Rat Yoke. Thank you to all of you. Really, really appreciate it. The chief content producer for this episode will be Cherell. That means he sent in the most articles used in this episode. 
Other content producers are Fezgy, Froggy Picker, Good Guy, Holly, HV Logic, iFisk, Jeff Moss, Joshua Gonzalez, Kraken, Lock Jockey, Panda Frog, Rune, Starlock, and Tony Varelli. Thank you for all of your support. This show would not be possible without your support. So if you're getting any value out of the show, please help return it by just sending me anything you have that, uh, any news, links, giveaways, information that's Locksport related that you think the community might benefit from, from knowing, send it my way, podcast at thelocksportscast.com or go to thelocksportscast.com slash support for all the different ways to contact me and share me information. You can share the podcast with your lockpicking friends, either in person or online. It would be really, really appreciated. The more people that are listening, the more people that might be able to send in information. You can leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, leave a comment or a thumbs up on YouTube if that's the way you consume this. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel. You can always donate via PayPal or subscribe on Patreon if you want to support financially. Patrons do get a private RSS feed that lets them get the audio version a little early if that's something you're interested in. If you support the show with a donation or information I use in the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes. So thank you very much to all of you. And for the state of the podcast, just another reminder to please vote for the Lock Sportscast and the People's Choice Podcast Awards. It's open for the voting till July 31st in what they call the nomination section of it anyway. You can vote for it in the Games and Hobbies category, also the Adam Curry People's Choice Podcast Award, but that one's less important because I really don't think I stand a chance of anything in that, but it would be nice to at least be in the top 10 of the Games and Hobbies category. That would really be great. Let me continue to see how the uh, process works after that. Uh, If you do vote, I would appreciate if you would give me a little feedback on how the process works and let me know if there's anything you think I should do from that and apply to the uh, Lockie Awards. Anyway, you can go to podcastawards.com to do that. Also, I've got the power supply in the recording computer replaced and everything is working good again. So this is the normal setup. However, there's still pretty warm weather out and no air conditioning in this room. So try and get, make this recording session go pretty quick. If you want to send me some feedback, you can do that. Go to locksportscast.com contact. And the crazy locksmith story for this week is from uh, Texas. And it was posted on the uh, Reddit, I believe the locksmith Reddit. And it reads... My neighbor in Austin used to be a saddle maker for cowboys, and then he got into saddlebags for bikers, but eventually it led into custom leather bags and costumes for kink. Apparently, it was so lucrative, it ended up being all he did, so he moved into Austin, and that's how he became my neighbor. Anyways, we're hanging out one night, he gets a call asking if he has any spare keys for a bag he made. It's an emergency. He says no, but his neighbor is a locksmith and will be discreet, no problem. We head over there and I joke not. Locked in this bag is a full on pulp fiction style gimp. I never mentioned money and got $500 for picking the little suitcase lock. I made special business cards that I had my neighbor give out after that. Discreet locksmith for all lifestyles, but never got another one. LOL. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, that was an interesting story. That's your crazy uh, locksmith story for this week. Next up, we have a new segment that I was going to start here called Strange Lock Stories. 
instead of crazy locksmith stories and lockpicking criminals, these are things that don't necessarily fit in those categories, but I think have, they're interesting and they might have a little something to, uh, to teach everybody. So this one is called Cleaning Fairy Went to Wrong New Jersey House. His TikTok rant explains hilarious mix-up. The Cherry Hill townhome that the Motzels had been renovating was messy when they left in the morning, but spotlessly clean when Mr. Motzel opened the front door in the evening. No dust, dirt, or grime. Beth Motzel said, My husband called me in a panic and he said that someone was here and they cleaned the whole place. On a piece of paper was a note in Sharpie explaining that someone's cleaner went to the wrong address along with a name and phone number. That cleaner was Barrington resident Louis Angelo III, whose TikTok posted June 20th explaining the hilarious mix-up, has garnered more than 600,000 views. Commenters dubbed Angelo South Jersey's cleaning fairy and are begging him to break into their homes too. So here's how Angelo ended up in the that situation. He works at a liquor store, but he also cleans his friend's houses on the side for some extra cash. One day last month, he got a new client through word of mouth. It was a friend's coworker. They texted him the Cherry Hill address and told him that they left a key under the mat to get inside. But Angelo accidentally jotted down the wrong address. He had the correct street, but the house number was off by one digit. When the day finally arrived, Angelo pulled up to a townhome that had a key under the mat and assumed it was the correct place. The correct apartment was actually a two-minute drive away. He spent about two and a half hours scrubbing the stove, swiffering the floors, and once he was done, he started playing with the two cats in the apartment and got ready to leave. That's when Angelo's friend called asking if he ever came to clean the apartment. Moments later, panic set in as he realized his mistake. So. Angelo recalled, I said, I'm literally in your living room right now playing with your cats and waiting for you to walk in. And he was like, I don't have any cats. In that moment, I froze. My heart dropped. I was just like, where am I right now? What's going on? Once the initial shock died down, uh, his friend wrote a note to leave at the house uh, everyone was able to laugh it off, and Angela hopes the video helps drum up some business. He's also basking in his new title, The Cleaning Fairy. He said people have already contacted him about cleaning their homes after seeing the video, and he started a GoFundMe to create South Jersey Cleaning Fairy branded t-shirts. He said a lot of people in the comment section were saying stuff along the lines of, I can't believe she didn't pay you. At the end of the day, I am okay with not getting paid for accidentally breaking into someone's apartment and cleaning it because things could have been far worse. The cops could have been called. There could have been a lawsuit. The fact that they were so cool with it is a reward in itself. I was able to laugh it off and not have to worry about it, and it'll be a pretty cool story to tell. So the lesson in this whole thing is don't leave your key under your mat or in a potted plant next to the door, or the top of the door frame, or any of those obvious places. Even if you've got somebody coming over, make other arrangements for how to, to hide a key or get them in. But these, these standard places, like under the mat, every criminal knows to look under the mat. Really? Not only can you get this kind of mix-up, but you could get a bigger surprise. In lockpicking criminal news, we'll start off with a story out of Bonner's Ferry. 
man has posted bail and faces three felony charges for being a persistent violator, trafficking heroin, and possessing a controlled substance. According to court documents, on November 6th, he was driving around 9 p.m. in a Mercury van and spotted by Bonner's Ferry police officer Travis Stoley, who noticed the van with Nevada license plates. Officer Stoley lost sight of the van, but drove around El Paso Street and was able to locate the vehicle parked on the 6400 block of Fillmore Street. Stoley said, I drove my patrol car alongside the van, rolled down my passenger window as an adult male got out of the driver's seat. Stoley noticed that the van's hood had a unique design similar to one reported in a grand theft of an all-terrain vehicle at Gold Bar Ranch. He parked his patrol car, knocked on the door where the man went into, and asked if he could speak to him outside. The cooperative suspect stated that he didn't buy a four-wheeler when asked and stated the van belonged to his wife's father. Stoley said... He told me he knew the registration was expired on the car and that the tag in the back window was expired as well. Stoley informed the suspect of the stolen ATV and that it had belonged to a deceased man and his son, an active duty sailor stationed in Bahrain, was in town to take care of his father's affairs, which weighed on the suspect, who changed his story. According to Stoley, the man then stated that there is one person he should check with but wouldn't disclose the name of the suspected person, eventually saying to check a residence located on the 900 block of Deep Creek Loop. And he stated that he knew more than he probably should know and was freaking out about the situation. At that point, Stoley searched the van after being given permission, which helped identify that the van was involved in the theft of the ATV. Stoley said, I asked him about the paperwork, and he picked up, and read off the names from an Idaho vehicle registration. The name on the registration belonged to the deceased owner of the four-wheeler. The vehicle was then impounded to the city lot and sealed with evidence tape. On November 7th, Boundary County Sheriff Corporal Mike Venezuela deployed a canine narcotics dog, Buddy, who quickly positively identified the vehicle containing narcotics. The vehicle search found a silver-plated box located in the floorboard of the second row seats, and the box contained an Idaho ATV plate identified as the stolen ATV from Gold Bar Ranch. Additionally, 10 thumb drives, multiple cell phones, lockpick kits, and a vehicle master lockpick set were discovered. A black zippered bag with magnets was discovered outside near the back portion of the engine compartment, which contained 3 grams of black tar heroin, later positively tested, and half gram of methamphetamines. The suspect posted $5,000 bail and is expected to appear via Zoom for a second preliminary hearing on July 23rd. And this one really isn't lock-picking criminals, but it's an amusing story and points out that uh, you need to make sure all the entrances to your building are secure. So the headline was, Mission Impossible Style Heist, Bunnings Bandit Repels Down Garden Hose. A burglar has taken inspiration from Mission Impossible to stage a daring early morning heist at the hardware giant. A burglar repelled down a garden hose to steal power tools from a Bunnings in Perth in a Mission Impossible-style heist and remains on the loose, prompting police to circulate a video of the daring raid in a bid to nab the culprit. They say the man entered the hardware store on Ranford Road in Forest Dale about 4 a.m., on July 5th, rappelling down from the roof using a hose to clamber onto shelving below, 
where he sorted through the selected items before descending into the main store area. The man was disturbed by the store staff, climbing back onto the top of some shelves to avoid them, then exiting through an emergency exit, taking with him some power tools. Anyway, thought that was an interesting story, so thought we would share that one with you. And last, we have another locksmith criminal. The article was entitled, Fraudster Steals Dead Man's Identity to Avoid 15,000 Pounds in Parking Fines. Rio Beardmore registered his van in the name of a dead man after racking up parking fines totaling 15,000 pounds. The locksmith got into James Sharman's flat and stole his identity to try to avoid the parking penalties. But Beardmore's audacious scam came to an end when it transpired that Mr. Sharman was still alive and receiving bailiff demands. Now, the dad of one has left Stoke-on-Trent Crown Court with a 12-month prison sentence suspended for 18 months. The 50-year-old who admitted fraud and driving without insurance picked up parking tickets in London, Nottingham, and Stoke-on-Trent. Beardmore of Lansdowne Road, Hartshill, was interviewed at Henley Police Station in last October. Miss Rutherford added he admitted registering the van in Mr. Sharman's name. Mr. Sharman has labeled the whole experience very traumatic. In a statement, he said, It strained my relationship with my children. I have lost my stable family life. I'm still being chased by bailiffs. Beardmore has been diagnosed with PTSD and psychosis. Peter McCarthy, mitigating, said he is remorseful. He has a young son and is trying to get his business back up on its feet. His 10-year-old son, partner, and business will be affected by him going to prison. The suspended sentence includes 100 hours unpaid work, a 30-day rehabilitation order, a compensation order, and eight points on his license. Judge David Fletcher said, You describe yourself as a locksmith. You gained access to Mr. Sharman's flat and stole his identity to register your vehicle in an obvious way to avoid fines. This is a man who drove that van and parked it wherever he wanted. There was significant planning. I thought that fit in the section because it is a uh, lock-picking locksmith criminal. Now on to sales. We have the Freedom 21 code at southord.com for 25% off all products through 725 of this year. Tony Varelli, 3dlocksport.com, 10% off with the code LSCAST10. Mako Locks, 15% off with the code by Mako. UK Lock Pickers, 10% off with the code GIFT. So all those will be in the show notes and the YouTube description if you want to check those out. In giveaways, Rune Picker has the hashtag RP Double Trouble Multi-Celebration Giveaway. Says, it's time for another giveaway. This one is in celebration of achieving my black belt, having over 300 subscribers, and the recent holidays. The rules must be a subscriber to the channel. Must like and share the video. Must use the hashtag RP double trouble in your video. Must video picking a lock with assistance of someone else. One person tensions, the other person picks the lock. Can be any lock. Submission cutoff is July 27th, 11.59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Drawing will happen July 28th. Contest is open to international and domestic entries. Lock Jockey has the lockbox view restricted picking challenge uh global entries welcome by lock pickers united and lock picking subreddit members 
Um, video entry, picking one of two locks of your choosing through cutout holes in a box, view restricted. Basically, throw in two locks, throw in three picks, three tension wrenches, shake it up, feel for the proper picking tools, pick your way through cutout holes for your hands, open the box to show the lock picked. Use the hashtag LockJockey-July21, and the winner will be announced on July 23rd. And FizzG is still running the Mini-Me giveaway. You can enter that through whenever the child is born, expected to be about the 23rd of July, so not much time left. I'll have a link to the giveaway in the show notes if you want to check out all the rules. And Lock Kraken has his July giveaway running still, so the hashtag KrakenJuly21 giveaway. Short version, just tell him how you discovered Locksport and use the hashtag. And PandaFrog has his hashtag PandaFrog21July video running where he gives away his challenge coins in a random lock, so go check that out. Entries close 31st of July. Of course, there's always CLK Supplies hashtag LockBoss giveaway for all of you that are into giveaways. That's a good one. Lots of good prizes. And Lock Sportscast, my monthly giveaway for either one of my custom PackLock 100 Days or a $20 gift code for HooliganKeys.com where you can get some lock impressioning supplies. Details are at giveaway.thelocksportscast.com. All the rules should also be in the show notes and the YouTube description. Remember, send me any information you have that's LockSport-related. Even if you don't think it's important, it might just be the bit of information that I need. If not, no harm done. Don't be afraid to send stuff you think everybody else has sent me because they probably haven't. And even if you think it's just a little detail that's not important, send it anyway. Let me decide what's important. It might go with something else I have going. Thank you for all of your listening, and remember to keep it legal.